did it! We won a playoff series! And it's all because of you! I love you, Philly Rob. Love you, man. Please tell me it'll go on forever. Uh, well, it will at least go on until 2024. Alright, shut up, Philly Rob. Don't take us away from me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of It's Always Sunny in South Philadelphia. I'm your host, Riley Rich. Especially you, Mets. Mets, you guys choke so hard, you're going to get something later on. I don't know if it's today or tomorrow, but you're going to get something real special because of your choke. But, um, yeah, it's, oh, it's amazing. The first playoff series since 2011. Let's rewind a second. That 2011 playoff series was against the St. Louis Cardinals in Philadelphia. And St. Louis beat us and upset us. And uh, Ryan Howard was injured on the final play of the game, trying to run to first. And we would proceed to miss the playoffs for the next 11 years. Now, we go into St. Louis, upset the Cardinals, and end the careers of at least Pujols and Molina, and I would assume Adam Wainwright. Wouldn't it just be divine justice if, if the Cardinals just missed the playoffs for 10 years? That would be... That would be, that would be, oh, so, so good. But let's get into the series. Uh, before we do, make sure to follow and subscribe to wherever you listen. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, Google, Apple. You guys know the deal. If you guys want merch, you go to bonfire.com slash store slash I-A-S-S-P dash merch. Uh, this should be coming out on October the 10th. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day, everyone. Uh, so you have until Wednesday the 12th to order your hitting in a science pitching as an art merch. And with that being said, on October 12th, we will be releasing new merch. And especially if you're a Phillies fan, or if you're not, then um, you, I'm sure you will love uh, number four, or merch set number four. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite ones so far. So again, uh, if you want your merch, bonfire.com slash store slash I-A-S-S-P dash merch. And all that being said, let's begin. The Philadelphia Phillies took on the St. Louis Cardinals in a best-of-three series in St. Louis. Game 1 was scheduled for Friday, Game 2 was scheduled for Saturday, and Game 3 was scheduled for Sunday. You go into Friday's game, you have Zach Wheeler on the mound against Jose Quintana. Honestly, 
I know you guys heard me talk about it in the last episode. I thought it was very questionable questionable to bring in Quintana to start game one. I thought that Wainwright, I know that I know that he's like 40s. I know that. And I also know that like he's not the strongest pitcher in the world. But at the end of the day, look into my eyes and tell me that he's not the best pitcher on the Cardinals right now. It sure as heck isn't Quintana. Sure as hell isn't Michaelis. Jack Flaherty's in the bullpen. Hasn't started all year. So who's the Cardinals' best pitcher? Best starter. Starting pitcher. I'll give you Gallegos and maybe Helsley. But, yeah, I don't know. But, Quintana got the start nevertheless. He shut the door for the Cardinals. He made me look stupid. Five and a third... Two hits, no runs, one walk, three strikeouts. I gotta be honest, as soon as they took out Quintana, I thought this game was over. Again, because of lefty. Because of the lefty. Didn't really do that great this year. I thought that was our best chance to get to the Cardinals, but I guess not. Um, Zach Wheeler started this game for the Phils. Very similar line. Sorry about that. Very similar line. He went six and a third, giving up two hits, no runs, one walk. And four strikeouts. Um, yeah, very uh, minimal action for the first six innings. I mean, I guess you do have that Guardians-Rays game before us, and we're very much imitating that. But then you get to... Um, then you get to the seventh inning. So you have Alvarado, and Alvarado goes on, finishes the seventh, right? Uh, or, sorry, Wheeler goes six and a third. He's done. I believe there are runners on base. I could be wrong. If we go back to the sixth. So he was also, keep in mind, he also had like a really high pitch count too. But you go into the seventh. Again, a lot of minimal, minimal progress in the offense the whole game. Minimal progress in the two-thirds. Of the game, and then you have Bohm with the double, and then they couldn't do anything with it. Uh, and then a one, two, three in the top of the seventh, bottom of the seventh. It was really just Arenado. Arenado flew out to Vierley, and that was it. There was one, and then uh, you had Brendan Donovan. You had Donovan, a lefty, Carlson, a split chair, and Corey Dickerson was scheduled to hit. So Thompson opted to play like the, like the arms game. Like, he opted to go uh, lefty v. lefty and put in Alvarado, which, again, you know my thoughts about Jose Alvarado. I love that he can run it up to 100. I love that um, he has he does it with a sinker. He does it with, with motion. And, and um, you know, and it, it's very effective, but it's only effective if you throw it for strikes. So, it gives me a heart attack every time, I swear to God. But, um... Then you have Donovan grounding out to Zagura, so that's the second out. Alvarado can't finish the job on Carlson. He walks, and then it brings up Corey Dick or uh, Juan Yepes. Yepes pinch hit for Dickerson. And if you guys remember, I don't know if I, I might show the video. I don't know if I do. Uh, credit to MLB, but it's. A, it's a slider, right? So it's like a low slider that cuts to the middle. It's an absolute meatball. 
Alvarado thought he was doing. But, again, all you have to do... he, he Remember, he's a lefty. He throws triple digits. He has a sinker and a two-seam that he can use to his advantage in the situation. He can just paint the outside corner. No one can touch him with 100 miles an hour. But no, 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 no. No, no, no. That's too big brain, I guess, for Alvarado. Let me, let me throw a slider that cuts to the middle and let Yepes get his barrel around it. And he doesn't even need to ha have to hit it that well. He didn't even need to hit it that well. He just hit it in the launching or required, which was very easy to do, by the way. Very easy to do. Just carries, 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 carries. Gone. Short porch. Home run. It, I don't know. It should be like a mathematical equation to figure out what pitch you're going to throw. This is an example of someone overthinking the situation. Alvarado overthought things. I don't know if it was Alvarado. I don't know if it was JT. But someone somewhere overthought that situation. And it put us in a hole. I'll give you that. It, it put us in a hole. And especially with the way our offense was going in that seventh inning, like there was, you could basically make the argument that there was no coming back. Uh, again, nothing happened the eighth for the Phillies. Thank God. That um, that they can't do anything, but I want to talk about these these changes too for the Cardinals because they have like so many guys that they put in during the game. That's why it was like really hard to like track the Cardinals because you have like you have Yepes and and Newt Bar doing that, and then you have this uh, Deluzio guy coming out of coming out of nowhere and being essentially a defensive substitution. So if I'm tracking this right now, I'm reading this off MLB.com. So Lars Newbar moves to left. DeYoung comes in. Also, by the way, DeYoung had a terrible season this year. Did not realize how terrible he was. Hit a 56 OPS plus. Again, 100 is average. That was sad. Um, so DeYoung comes in. He plays short. Donovan is gone at this point. Donovan is gone. So again, they had Yepes pinch in for Dickerson. So, Yepes doesn't even play the field. They put in Deluzio for Yepes in the field. So, he goes to center and Carlson goes to right. So, they completely change around their their entire outfield. Edmund stays in the game. He just switches. And then, of course, minimal, just minimal progress from the Phillies again. Segura with a line out. I mean, I, I can't really... I mean, he hit the ball solidly. That's all you can ask for. Stop with a four-pitch walk. Gives people hope. They, um... And then you have... Again, the righty Gallegos and even the righty Helsley. They put in Helsley in this spot. They, like, took a mound visit, waited out, and then put Helsley in. Pinch it for Marsh. Marsh looks at strike three down the middle. Which happens a lot with the Phillies. Happens a lot. It's very painful to see. But Marsh strikes out. And then Schwarber pops out. Again, typical Schwarber. So, minimal effort. Or, not minimal effort. Minimal progress for the Phillies in the top half. Then you have uh, David Robertson, who actually does really solid. He gets two strikeouts and a ground out. I mean, that's all I can ask for out of that situation. And then we go to the ninth. And this is the moment 
that everybody's waiting for. So you have Reese striking out. I mean, not the greatest. JT again. I, I was watching. Um, I think I think it was John Boy, right? He he does the reactions. That he was saying, like, again, keep in mind this is a day game. Shadows move like crazy. Uh, so probably up in the late innings, the the uh, the hitters were in the shadow. And the player and the the pitcher is in the sun, so that's a terrible, terrible mix. But the pitcher is finally in the shadow. Both were in the shadow at the same time. So the Phillies are actually at, able to have a bit better at bat. So you have JT, a nice line drive to left center field. He gets things started a after the Hoskins strikeout. Keep in mind, uh, one out. And then the problem with Helsley was that he just kept running everything high, 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 like basically almost hitting someone. He hit hit Bohm to bring in a run, but before that he had Harper, he walked Harper, he walked Castellanos. Again, the one strike they got on Castellanos was what he should have done the whole time, which is what everyone should do against Castellanos, just throw a low outside slider because Castellanos is going to swing, swing at it every time and he's going to miss every time. But they didn't keep. They didn't throw that. They kept trying to challenge him high. Same thing for Harper. So Harper gets on, and Castellanos gets on. And space is loaded, and then Bohm gets drilled by a pitch on the inside. Again, Helsley is losing control of all of his pitches. He hits Bohm. It's two one. He's good. Or they're in. And the Phillies actually have a little bit of hope at this point. And then you have. Um, the trainer comes out, looks at his hand. I have no idea what was going on with that. Like, I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume that there was actually something wrong with his hand. I'm going to assume that it was actually, that like, he wasn't just like completely missing. But, you had that, so that bought time and allowed Andre Pallante to come in the game. Sosa goes and replaces Boehm. At, at first, which, again, does, doesn't seem like it makes a ton of difference, but you'll see perfect move by Thompson on his part. And then you have Segura grinding the ball off the glove of Edmund. It gets through. It gets in the right. I think I'm going to show the... Um, got to show the Segura's jumping celebration. That definitely, uh, that definitely made my day. Just seeing that, and everybody making memes about it, so that was good. But um, so that that allowed two runs to score. Um, and then Sosa again with his speed, he goes to third. Then you have first and third for Bryson Stott. Stott grounds one to first. Goldschmidt comes home. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that was the wrong move. Let me. Let me, let me just say this. Again, proven genius move by Thompson because he puts in Sosa with 97 percentile sprint speed. He's like one of the only guys on this team. Maybe Marsh, maybe. But I think Sosa's the only one that can actually beat that ball out or beat that throw home. And he did. But you got to keep in mind, Goldschmidt's playing in. They've worked out in practice so many times. It's muscle memory just to go home. I'm not going to sit here and I'm to, and tell you like, oh, he should have magically looked to his 
He just looked to his right to see how far Segura was and tried to make a play at second. Essentially, at that point, like, I don't know. Would it, ma would it have made a difference? Maybe, but again, it's muscle memory. It's muscle memory. Goldschmidt does what he basically would have done every single time. Not even 99 times out of 100, just every time. It's a move that happens every time. Sosa scores. Thank God for speed. And it gives uh, the Phillies insurance. And then Marsh... Marsh hits a ground ball to third. I don't know if it was topspin. I don't know if it's a hop. I don't know what. But it gets by Arenado in the left. Segura goes. Segura scores. Stop moves up to third. And then Schwarber with a sack fly to make it 6-2. And then, of course, Reese, Reese strikes out for the second time in the inning. They, the Phillies bat around. Um, Hoskins strikes out. Six run ninth. Then Eflin, we, we talked about Eflin closing out the game. Again, I get why you saved Seranthony in the spot. Uh, we'll, we'll get to Seranthony later on when we talk about game two. But Eflin comes in, he gets Goldschmidt to fly out, and Arenado makes me a little bit nervous with his base hit. DeYoung with a fly out, two away. Carlson with a walk, and Gorman with a single, and now the Cardinals are starting to rally, get us all nervous. For the 40-year-old man, Yachty Molina, to strike out in a very anticlimactic way to end the game. Of course, very fitting that the downfall of the St. Louis Cardinals comes in the form of their old men, their longtime players. Because those three guys, it was Pujols, Wainwright, and Molina are the Cardinals. Forget about Gorman. Forget about anybody else. They're starting every day. If if you're actually trying to win games, right? Where in the world is Knizer? Uh, Knizer, Knizer. I I don't know how to how to pronounce his name. I get I get the defensive prowess. I get that. I do. I really do. I get why Molina's great. I get his platinum gloves. I do. But. Again, only a certain you're playing the Phillies, right? Only a certain amount of guys are gonna are actually going to steal on the Phillies. I mean, I guess really with every team, but only a certain amount of guys, like Sosa, Marsh, maybe Segura, are, are stealing bases on this team. I mean, it's not like Kanizer had a great game, so I, I, don't, I don't really know. I get Pujols. Pujols had an amazing year. But, I don't know. Molina's never been an offensive catcher. And Molina's inability to create offense led to the downfall. And then we have game two. Another very close game. Another quality start from a Philly starter. Game two was Aaron Nola. Uh, six and two-thirds. Four hits, no runs, one walk, six strikeouts. Incredible start. He ran up to 100 or 100 pitches. Alvarado came in, got got two outs. He went out for the seventh, a little bit in the seventh. He did his job. Saranthony came in and did his job. Two clutch strikeouts with Zach Athlon. Closed out the game. Runs in this one. Bryce 
Again, you saw it in the thumbnail, for those on YouTube, I should say. Bryce with a solo shot that ball was killed. Okay. That was a hanging curve. Like, there's there's no other way to describe it but a, a hanging curve. That's what it was. Like, that pitch was absolutely destroyed. Michaelis left it up again. I know Michaelis is slow and that he, he needs to have movement in there to succeed. He just didn't have it there. It was crushed and it was gone. Bryce destroyed it. And the only the only other run in the game was in was in the fifth. It was a sack fly by Schwarber again. Bases loaded. You had Bulb on a double. Can I just say before I keep going? How incredible Alec Bohm has been. Like, the transformation for Alec Bohm. I I keep all my videos up. I remember during the live stream of the Met, er, Mets game, I think it was on Twitter, but I remember sarcastically applauding Alec Bohm. I, I want to shy away from it. I was, that, I was one of those guys. Bohm, throughout the year or two after that, highlight real defensive plays. Again, he reminds me of Rafael Devers. I think it will remind a lot of... I know I have a lot of Red Sox fans here. You guys know how, like, Rafael Devers, like, can make the highlight real plays, yet he can't do the basic, like, routine stuff? That's exactly what Alec Bohm is. Just minus the hitting prowess and the fact that he's a righty instead of a lefty. But he still can hit. But just not as well as Devers. Bohm leads off of the double. Marsh bunts him over. Perfect bunt. Perfect bunt from Marsh in this game, and a perfect bunt from Segura in this game. Like, those two plays, like, Michaelis on Marsh, that Marsh bunt, Michaelis dove and made the throw. That was an incredible play. He would have beaten that, beaten that out, maybe not nine times out of ten, but I'd say eight times out of ten. That's, that's being beaten out for a base hit. And, you know, there's really nothing you can do about that. The, Segura gets hit by a pitch. And then Michaelis is gone. Stott walks on four pitches. Base is loaded. Schwarber just gets under it. Skies it a mile high. Yepes is not does not have the cannon to get um to get Bohm. And it's two nothing Phillies. And that's the way that it was gonna hold or going to be the um the rest of the way again. You had um you had Nola get a fly on a ground out, one single by Corey Dickerson. Very questionable to bring in a righty, uh, or sorry, a lefty Alvarado against Yadier Molina. I think Aaron Nola could, I know he, I know Nola was up to triple digit pitches, but I think um, if that's like the one lesson that has been learned this weekend is trust your starters. Uh, Wheeler is awesome. Nola is awesome. Even not us. Look at the Blue Jays, for example. You guys, did you guys see game two of the Blue Jays Mariners game? Where the Blue Jays were up eight to one, they loaded the bases, but it was like all in the, and then Kevin Gosman was the starter for the Blue Jays. He got like two pop outs. He was rolling. Bases loaded were loaded with no one out, and Gosman was able to get pop ups. And then immediately afterward, I don't know what was going on with Schneider or I don't know who the pitching coach is, but they just decided to take him out. For Carlos Santana, who was known to hit better against lefties than righties, switch hitter by the way, former Philly. Uh. They put in a lefty, Tim Mazon, get, got destroyed, in the, and that like really started the A1 collapse for the Blue Jays. And if they didn't do that, they wouldn't have lost that game. Very simple, but 
And I, th- I think that Nola could have gotten the final out, and then maybe you didn't have to start or you didn't have to pitch off Ron back to back nights. Probably could have given Dominguez the rest of the eighth. But I know I could play, you know, Ron did his job, and then ground out. And a walk to New Park, and that's what you get for pitching it Alvarado. You're going to get a walk. You're going to get a little bit of this and that. Um, and then Pujols rips one down the line, too. And um, he's out of the game because he, he can't run. I'm sorry, but I'll give you the home run thing. He just can't run. Um, and then you have Saranthony coming in. Two clutch strikeouts against Goldschmidt and Arenado. I think it was Dominguez. No. I'm trying to remember if it was Nola or Nola or Dominguez, but there was a sequence that, um, well, Goldschmidt had three strikeouts. Arenado with Arenado with two. I'm trying to remember if uh, so Goldschmidt struck out in the first. Sorry, sorry. I'm just I'm just running through these innings to make sure I remember what was going on. Goldschmidt and Arenado lining out in the fourth. And then, I think it was the sixth inning that, for Nola, that he got Goldschmidt swinging through a slide that was right down the middle that gave me a heart attack. And then got Arenado, Arenado on a perfect chase pitch up in the zone. That was a great call. Um, and then Dominguez was able to get both Goldschmidt and Arenado swinging. Again, three strikeouts for Goldschmidt, two strikeouts for Arenado. Those are your MVP candidates. If they're doing nothing on offense, then what do you expect? Do you expect 40-year-old Molina to carry your team? Do you expect Platoon Juan Yepes to get you on the board? Come on, no. It's the reason why the Cardinals lost. And then and literally nothing going on for the Phillies. Uh, line out, fly out, Dickerson with a single, Molina with a single, that really scared everyone, because then they moved Dickerson to third, Dickerson to third, then Edmund with a pop out, and Mundo Sosa, literally the only one that can make that play. 97th percentile sprint speed. Sprinting over from a second shortstop to make that catch of foul ground. Seal it! And that is how the Phillies beat the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, game one, final score, 6-3. Game two, final score, 2 to nothing. It's They do not reseed these games. I, I honestly thought that they would, but they don't. So the Phillies will now play the number two seed Atlanta Braves. Oh, my God. It's not, it's not as cool as, if I'm being honest, it's not as cool as... Uh, Phillies math series, but I'll, I'll take it. It's still a divisional rival. We still will lose. We will lose this series. Don't have any hope. Remember, guys, we won the season series against the Cardinals, and those losses came because of like bullpen games and falter starts. We do not have that now. We have the Atlanta Braves, who have beaten our best pitchers. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the at the starters for right now. So yeah, so. I guess um, I remember uh, Thompson or Topper uh, talking about um, how he didn't know if it was going to be Ranger, Wheeler, or Nola for games one, two, and three, but it clearly is. Uh, so Ranger Suarez will start game one against the Braves. So I'll give you the schedule 
Or maybe I'll show it on your screen. But game one. So this is coming out Monday the 10th. So game one will be Tuesday the 11th at 1 o'clock. That game is on Fox for those who are interested. Wednesday is at 4.30. That game is also on Fox for game one. Games one and two are both in Atlanta for game one. The starters are for Philadelphia will be go, 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 Power Rangers, Suarez. And for the Braves, it will be Max Freed. Uh, for Wednesday, it will be Zach Wheeler. Atlanta still hasn't named their pitcher yet. I'm going to go ahead and say it's, uh, ooh, I don't know. I really want to say Spencer Strider, but I think Strider's injured right now. Or he's injured at the end of the regular season, I know that. But, um, yeah, he's on the 15-day IL. They locked him up, though. They gave him a, they gave him a six-year deal. Rightfully deserved. Hell of a year for Spencer Strider. We would lose him in a heartbeat. But right now, he's injured. So he's not starting in game two. So, if Strider's injured, you have Freed starting game one for the Braves. I'm going to go ahead and say Charlie Morton starts game two. And then you go into Friday. You have the Braves. And then you, the Friday, the first home game uh, for Philadelphia. Uh, they didn't set a time for that one yet. They didn't set a time for three, four, and five. But uh, game three will be on Friday in Philadelphia. That's Aaron Noll on the mound. Again, the Braves are TBD. I'm going to go ahead and say if Strider isn't back, that is Jake Odorizzi's start. And then Saturday would be game four if necessary. And then I would say Monday is... Oh, no, no, no. It's Sunday. There's no... Uh, no rest. You go from Saturday in Philadelphia to Sunday in Atlanta for Game 5. So, that's how that's going to work. And, I mean, I basically, I shouldn't need to tell you guys about the Atlanta Braves, but I will anyway. They're they're a hell of a team. You know, you got all things with the Braves start and end with Ronald Acuna. I mean, he's been amazing since he's, co since he's come back. I mean, Freddie Freeman. You replace Freddie Freeman with Matt Olson. Um... And Matt Olson's performing like Freddie Freeman and a hometown kid. And you lock him up for the next eight years. He's been incredible. Dansby Swanson, better than ever. Austin Wiley, still with triple-digit RBIs, 40 home runs. An MVP candidate, if he, if Acuna wasn't on his team. Um, you have the rookies, center fielder Michael Harris, who has been incredible all year. Vaughn Grisham come up, came up in... Provided when he needed to. Travis Darno has always been a great postseason catcher. Um, Ozzy Albies locking it down to second base. And then, of course, rotation. I mean, we talked about Strider and he's injured, but Max Freed with an amazing year. Sub sub 2.5 ERA. Odorizzi from, coming over from the Astros and still dominating. Charlie Morton being the playoff god. Uncle Charlie is amazing in the playoffs and and the bullpen, too. You have a two-headed monster of Rysel Iglesias and Kenley Jansen when he wants to be. And even then, like, Tyler Matzek and, um, and everyone else. And Jesse Chavez and everything. The Braves are going to be lethal. And um, it's really going to be a tough challenge. The Braves are definitely, I'm going to tell you right now, the Braves are a well-more-rounded team than the Phillies. I'll say that till the end of the day. If I were to give my prediction, I would say that the Braves are going to win in four games. 
I'm not going to sit here and be biased. I'm not going to tell you the Phillies are going to win the series. I think it's been a great run for the team. I think it ends here, and then you read, and then you uh, go into free agency. They locked up Rob Thompson. Phillies locked up Rob Thompson for the next two years. So thank God for that. He um, he knows how to set us. He knows how to um, how to control that locker room. He's very relaxed. He's definitely a player's coach. He's a, he's someone that Bryce and all the other team leaders want to have in their clubhouse, and that's definitely important. So I think. Um, they might not be the Braves this year. I think Brian Snicker is still the better manager in this spot, but um, better players plus better management is going to equal a series win. And if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you that the Phillies are going to win game three. They're going to win that first game at home, and they're going to lose the two in Atlanta. And uh, Probably that first one's going to be like 9-1. to one. It's going to be domination. And um, they're going to lose game four. And then the Braves will move on. Again, Mets lost, so it's going to be Padres, Dodgers. Again, Dodgers in that one. Maybe San Diego can get over the hump, but I feel like San Diego is going to sign like one more player, like be like the Mets, and then they'll finally beat the Dodgers in like the DS and then lose in the CS next year. Um, and again, Blue Jays collapsed the Mariners, and the Guardians with a huge 15-inning win over the Rays, so they will be playing the Angels. So. Fun times in postseason baseball all around. And it's time for Philly of the Week. I did do co-Philly of the Week last week. I did. Wow. As much as I want to sit here and, um, hmm. You know, Wheeler had an amazing start, and I know that. But I also gave it to Nolan last week, too. I got to think about that. Um, you know what? You know who's Philly of the week? Philly of the week. If you give me a second to go get sad, man, I'll be right back. Philly of the week is going to Edmundo Sosa. Sosa gets player of the week. It might not have been dominant as his other win this year. It's not like he's been hitting home runs. But he made that clutch catch to seal the series that I don't think anyone else on this team makes. And he beat out that throw at home to get the insurance run in game one. That I don't think anyone else on this team can do. And so that's going to do it for another episode of It's Always Sunny in South Philadelphia. Yet again, another half an hour episode. Or we might be going to 35 minutes right now plus but it's totally worth it i don't know where to make you know it's it's a playoff series and when the when the stakes are bigger these episodes get when the stakes are larger these episodes get larger but uh yeah it's gonna do it for this episode make sure to follow and subscribe wherever you listen thank you guys if you guys stay this whole time you guys are legends um for those that can see me hello and those uh social media links should be showing up for you right now and remember, even if the Phillies get swept out of the building by the Atlanta Braves, even if Wheeler Nola completely shut down and revert to a few years ago, even if the offense completely shuts down and acts like every single one in is the top of the first, keep your heads high. Because always sunny in South Philadelphia. I will see you guys, at least on YouTube, 
Go to YouTube. I will see you guys, maybe even at some point tonight, for a special surprise for the New York Mets. And then I believe either tomorrow or Wednesday for a um, for an Eagles episode. And I can't forget. I can't forget right now. I'm going to post this to Instagram. So if you guys didn't watch the end of this, then that's fine. Or if you guys aren't watching, that's fine. But if you do, thank you guys for staying around. As of right now. Alright, so today's Indigenous People's Day. Tomorrow, um, it's game one. And I have school. And I'm not streaming. Uh, half day for me. I have uh, PSATs on Wednesday. Which is awesome. It's clutch. Clutch enough. Because that is a half day from school. And that game's also at 4.30. And it's on Fox. So, my plan right now is I stream game three. If Friday night is at 7.30 or 8, I stream Friday night. And then on Saturday is Penn State, Michigan. And Penn State's also still in the top 10. So again, I'll post that to Instagram if you guys didn't see, see this, but that's my plan. Thank you guys for staying around, and I will see you guys then.